0: Tomorrow, hopefully, and get to fight a little bit of depression in the city and start moving forward on some things. So, I'm going to be meeting with uh, a couple of people in uh, a neighbor city, and we're going to talk about a new chamber of commerce. So, which I know she's happy about, and I know they're happy about, and I know I'm excited about. And so, I'm hoping that starting tomorrow, we're able to start making something awesome happen because. Personally, I'm just, I'm I'm blown away at how inefficient the city runs. Right, this this city, we we got a notice. I don't know if you saw it. We got a a mail notice in the mail that there was a filter break in our water system, and that's why our water tasted like dirt. Right, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, we already knew that our water tasted like dirt. You guys destroyed. An entire whole house filter water filtration system, and I had to replace it. You know, again, how many times have I replaced it this year? Like seriously, I don't three, know, probably. I think, I'm, I think this is three. It's July. These things are supposed to last like six months. <sighs> three months. Like it's it's July. This is my third one in in seven months. So every other every other month, basically, it's just been disgusting. So. Not really fired up about that. And then business-wise, <clears throat> excuse me, business-wise, the Chamber of Commerce out here doesn't do squat. Um, I was looking at one of – I was looking at the Chamber of Commerce's website and, you know, going through their events. And it was like, oh, hey, look, there was, uh, you know, coming up, it was, it was a ribbon cutting. And I was like, oh, ribbon cutting. That's cool. And it's for a bakery. Except there's no information on it. So what the heck? What are you actually doing? What, what is the Palestinian Area Chamber of Commerce doing? And the answer is nothing. It's, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's like we've been around for so long. That's great. You got one person that works down there on Main Street. You've got boxes of books and guys that should have been going out to people right and left and didn't and aren't. And it's like, and you sit there and I I look through the events. I look through the, the website is built horribly the way. I mean, it's horrible. You, you sit there and you go, okay. So the best thing about the whole thing is the directory, right? So you sit there and say, okay, for keywords. So you type in restaurant, you type that in and it's like, okay. It tells you there's 38 restaurants. Number one, there are way more than 38 restaurants in this crazy little town. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's seriously, And it's like, and when you sit there and and it goes through and it's like, oh, active, 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 not active. And it's like, okay, what have you done for any of these people that they want to? You know, they want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I went down there and it was just like, she was so busy just talking to somebody else. I doubt she even noticed me. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to waste my time on this. Because I was first, I was like, well, can we, uh, you know. Can can we do something better? And it's like, because I'm not going to help this chamber and and chambers of commerce are so important. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they literally are a lifeblood of businesses who are able to connect to and with each other and go, holy crud. You know, every restaurant like Cotton Patch Cafe, even though they change they changed their location. And there should have been an event thing that was part of the Chamber of Commerce. And now there's not. So it's going to end up being a battle. We have our city right now. We have a civic center. I didn't even know until a couple of days ago that we have a civic center. We don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous is that? You know, it's like you, you look at it and you go, we should. Because it's a civic center <laughs> for Pete's sake. That multi-sports complex. I was looking at that and I was like, holy crud, that looks pretty dang amazing. So, you know, just, huh, yeah, um, anyway. With that said, good afternoon. Welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything because everything is stupid. So um, we are recording, actually, the night before, in case you were actually curious, because hopefully while you're listening to this, we are fighting through all of the technical (laughs) problems that we're going to have, getting everything set up, and, uh, oh, I'm sure everything's going to work smoothly, no problems. Everything's gonna work out perfect because we never have any issues or problems with anything that we do, right? No. How, how many times have we screamed and yelled and cussed or felt like screaming and yelling and cussing by now? What's your What's your bet by right now? Yeah, by by <laughs> vi- by by let, let's say so, three p.m. on Wednesday, four p.m. on Wednesday. Wh- how, how bad do you think it is right now?
1: They're probably very.
0: Okay. So future us, just, you know, calm down. It's okay. Relax. Remember you guys got this. This is what you want to do, right? This is what you, you want to happen. We've got trivia stuff. We've got game shows. We've got all the stuff put together. This is, whoops, sorry. This is what we're trying to put together so that we're able to do something awesome. Right? Mm -hmm. So just future us, just take a big deep breath, you know, give, give a hug, a little kiss and just 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 be good, and in the meantime, be really happy that, you know, this morning we, for you guys, uh, if you didn't listen, we talked about one of our national days, which was uh, National Hot Dog Day, and uh, I absolutely will try my best to never eat another hot dog another day of my life, and I don't think I'll have too much of a problem doing that, but in that, I looked up and found about Joe Metheny. Have
1: you ever heard of Joe Metheny? This is, <clears throat> wait, I know this one Bailey Sarian did uh Did an episode on him Bailey uh. Sarian, first of all, real quick I'm a huge fan of Bailey Sarian uh, She is amazing, she is true crime true crime podcaster That guy That's the guy Is that the guy that Like, sold meat that was like people And things like that well, That was like people that he killed
0: I will read it and uh, you can look for something on the lighter side from Reddit or whatever you have afterwards, but I'm going to read about this. But, yeah, he's a interesting fellow. So Joe Metheny, the killer who made his victims into burgers and sold them to unsuspecting customers. I was right. <laughs> so the police only connected him with three murders. Joseph, Joe, uh, Joseph Roy Metheny claimed to have slaughtered a total of 13 victims, some of whom he allegedly turned into patties. That he sold to unwitting customers on a Baltimore roadside. When police arrived at Joe Methany for, for assault in December of 1996, they expected him to put up a fight. The six foot one, 450 pound lumber worker apparently had a tendency to fly off the handle. At the very least, they were expecting some resistance. What they didn't expect to hear was a detailed and upfront confession, the br- brutality of which shocked the police. Especially when Metheny added, "I'm a very sick person." In his confession, Metheny described to police how he viciously raped, murdered, and dismembered sex workers and people who were homeless. However, these victims just served as a substitute for one of his intended uh, for one for his one intended victim, his runaway girlfriend. Then, Metheny confessed to his most disturbing crimes. Not only did he himself eat some of his victim's flesh, a la Jeffrey Dahmer, he needed to outdo it by serving it to unknowing people as well. Joe Metheny had always been rough. He endured a childhood of neglect with an absent alcoholic father and a mother who forced, was forced to work extra shifts to support her six children's. Children. They lived in Essex near Baltimore. Not many other details are known about, known about his younger years, but his mother says he joined the Army in 1973. Whoa, when I was born. When he was 19, they lost touch after that. He just kept drifting further and further away. I think the worst thing that ever happened to him was drugs. It's a sad, sad story, he said. Okay, she said. I- I'm sorry, no, the worst thing that ever happened was that you had he had no parents in his life and that's that's the worst thing that happened to him but looks like the guy you know <laughs> turned that one back around right upon leaving the army he met Army metheny worked blue collar jobs in his in lumberyards and as a truck driver hey okay then came the incident that sparked his desire for revenge in 1994 while i'm at sac state right now uh, Joe Methany was living with his girlfriend and their six-year-old son in southern ba- uh, Baltimore. As a truck driver, he was on the road for long stints at a time. One day, he came home to find his girlfriend gone, along with their child. Like Methany, she had also had a, a drug addiction, and Joe believed that she left w- with another man and took to living on the streets with him. He flew into a rage. So this massive hulk of a man, flew into a rage. He spent days looking for them, checking halfway houses, and even under a certain bridge where he knew his wife used to go and buy drugs and do drugs. Under the bridge, he found not his wife, but two homeless men who he believed knew knew her. When they gave no indication that they knew where his family was, he killed them both with an axe that he had brought along with him. So this guy was ready. This guy was not going to find his, you know, now ex and talk things out. He was coming with an ax. That's that's there's only one way that negotiation goes. Immediately afterwards, Metheny allegedly noticed a fisherman nearby who could have seen what he had done just in case he had Metheny killed him as well. Some people deem these first three killings crimes of passion Though later, he'd admit that he just developed a taste for murder. As soon as he realized what he had done, Metheny panicked and tossed the bodies into the river to hide the evidence. He did get some closure on his son's whereabouts, saying, I found out about six months later that she had moved to the other side of town with some a-hole that had her out selling her, her tail for drugs. They got busted for drugs, and they took my son away from them for neglect and child abuse. Police arrested Metheny for the murder, murders of the two men under the bridge, and he spent a year and a half in the county jail awaiting trial. However, he was acquitted of any charges as he dumped their bodies in the, in the nearby river and investigators could not find them. So basically, just because they couldn't find the bodies, this guy got away with it. Without physical evidence tying him to the crimes, yep, <laughs> Joe Metheny went free he resumed his original quest of seeking out his missing wife and child. But this time, something was different. Though he had spent a year and a half awaiting his trial, jail jail time had clearly done nothing to slow Joe Metheny down. Shortly after being released, Metheny murdered two sex workers when they failed to provide him with information on his missing girlfriend. This time, however, he had a better idea for disposing of the bodies. (sighs) Fun story so far? No,
1: but,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. Instead of tossing him in the river, Metheny brought the bodies home. There he dismembered them and stored the meatiest parts of them in Tupperware containers. What didn't fit in his freezer, he buried in a truck lot owned by, by the pallet company that he worked for. It seemed that he was now murdering people for sport as much for revenge. Over the next several weekends, he mixed sex workers' flesh with beef and pork, forming it into neat little patties. He would sell these meat patties out of a small barbecue stand he opened on the side of the road. During this time, his customers would all consume bits of human flesh. They became unwitting hiding spots for the bodies of Metheny's victims. Oh my gosh. Whenever he needed more quote-unquote special meat, Metheny would simply venture out to find another sex worker or vagabond. He later told police that he received no complaints on the meat tasting funny. In fact, no one seemed to notice that his burgers had a little something extra in them. (laughs) The human bodies taste very similar to pork, he said. If you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. So the next time you're riding down the road and you happen to see a pit beef stand that you've never seen before... Yeah, you might want to make sure that you uh, know what anim- animals they're using because you might be taking a bite of that sandwich oh. and uh, have a little extra person in there. So, Joe Metheny was finally caught in 1996 when a would-be victim named Britta Kemper managed to escape his clutches and ran straight to the police. Smart girl. During his interrogation, Metheny willingly offered up a confession. He gave details about each of his murders, even mentioning the murders of the fishermen from several years before. According to his confession, he killed 10 people and authorities said that there is no reason to believe he would have stopped there if they hadn't captured him. Eventually a jury did find him guilty and sentenced Metheny to death. However, a judge overturned his verdict in 2000 and changed it to two consecutive life sentences. I never understand that. Okay. The words I'm sorry will never come out for they would be a lie. I am more than willing to give up my life for what I have done to have God judge me and send me to hell for eternity. I just enjoyed it. He said at his trial. The only thing I feel bad about in any of this is that I didn't get to murder the two MFers I was really after he said, and that is my ex-old lady and the little bastard she got hooked up with. In 2017, guards found Metheny unresponsive in his cell at the Western Correctional Institution in Cumberland at about 3 p.m. They pronounced him dead shortly afterwards, finally ending his horrifying saga. So the next time that you think about Jeffrey Dahmer or any of these people who were eating people, because there were quite a few that just was a trend for whatever, this man was feeding people to other people. So, yeah, that J- Joe Metheny is uh, was a brutal beast of a human being, you know. So anyway,
1: <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, uh, we OK, we just watched uh, the black phone. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it,
0: go see it. It's really under it's an underrated movie.
1: Yeah, it's Holy it Christ. is good, but ugh, I just all I'm in you, such a you. Yeah, yeah, no, The jump scares got me. Um but yeah, though, I'm just in a, a mood now, so I'm just like eh, <laughs> I want to move on. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: what do you got?
1: I don't ha- I don't have a lot of stuff. Um I have a a few re- funny reviews. But the one that I want to start on is I want to read it to you because I'm pretty sure I know exactly where this is. And I just found this on Reddit. Okay. One star. The atmosphere is nice. I ordered steak and it was a small portion compared to other competitors such as Kawa's and Yamato's. The prices were insane. I paid $26 for a New York strip when a fillet costs the same as at Kawas. My friend ordered sushi and the fish was raw. Never coming back.
0: The fish was raw.
1: <laughs> never coming back. Seriously? Yes, but what what are the chances that there's going to be somewhere else? where there are three sushi restaurants, mm-hmm. where one that we have been to where we've complained about them being ridiculously overpriced on everything, where there's also a Yamato's and a Kawas. Mm-hmm. I have never seen another Kawas oh, okay. before.
0: Yeah, we know who this is. This is in Tyler. <laughs> so, okay.
1: <laughs> so there. I thought that was funny. Um, so, yeah, I have that. Um, I also have uh, – so I'll let I'll let you choose. I have some relationship-related things that I did not read Um, on Monday that I can also, um, read some of those. Um, I have a unpopular opinion. That's honestly not the greatest following what we, what we've been reading and watching. I'll do it. Just
0: start there. Just start right there right now.
1: Unpopular opinion. It is perfectly normal and okay to have morally questionable desires. (laughs) It is perfectly okay to indulge in illegal, immoral, and otherwise depraved thoughts, and fostering such thoughts and enjoying them does not automatically mean you are going to lose control and transfer them to reality. While this was at one point common sense, it seems like the popular thought these days is to immediately censor anything perceived as slightly negative and to immediately assume the only option is to block it out and get therapy. I say that we should all just embrace our worst desires and know that as long as it stays in your head, there is no harm, no foul.
0: Wow. Okay. Yes and no. Yeah. Okay? Agree l- and l- me, disagree l- me, because l- me, there's a line. There, there, is a, there is a point where you have to understand that enter- between entertaining things to get it out of your system and entertaining something to foster it and accept it, right? It's, there are certain things that, that people, if you have something in your head, um, you know, then do not. <laughs> just Just don't. Um, and and you you need to understand those things when you are reading things that are like yeah making a victim you know we read murder things and we watch movies and things like that I I don't obsess into detail thoughts of how I would kill somebody yeah fillet them slice up their body parts and dispose of them right that's that's just like ooh you because you're at some point you 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 cross over from morbid curiosity or fascination into acceptance, into, well, yeah, it should work, right? I should be able – and and it's like – and it's scary to think about that that's a simple little click that just happens, and once it happens, you sit there and you watch all these movies and you watch all these things with all these serial killers, especially when they show the history of them, and they're not that way to start. It just gets worse and easier and worse and easier, so – yeah anyway <laughs> okay
1: so so that's that um i have a few or i have an am the a-hole um okay. and a couple of relationship advice if you want me to yeah, read those go, go ahead okay um this one huh, okay we'll start we'll start with this one um it is titled Am I the a-hole for ditching my girlfriend at a 5k because I wanted a better time?
0: Yes and no. I mean, you might be to her, but I can understand and she should hopefully, but it's going to depend on the process behind it. Go ahead.
1: My girlfriend, 31 female, and I, 36 male, have been together for about two years now. We live together. About nine months ago, I picked up running as a hobby, and I have since grown quite fond of it. I currently run an average of 25 miles a week. A few months ago, I decided I wanted to try a 5K or 10K, and after some Google searching, found a 5K in my city that looked fun. I registered for it, paid the fee, and decided to start training specifically for it. I mentioned it in passing to my girlfriend that night, and she asked if she could come too. I was psyched about the idea of running a 5K with her, and said yes, but warned her that she would probably want to start training because I was going for a sub-27 minute time, which might be tough for a complete beginner. She said she would like to train with me, which, again, sounded fun. The next morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. for my run, as I usually do, but my girlfriend was not up for it and told me she'd go later. This continued for a week and then two weeks, and finally I managed to get her up once for a run. She was miserable the entire time, and I basically didn't get any exercise. Last Friday, the day before the race, I asked... If, I, if she was really up for it. She insisted she was. She then told me that she would just skip gallop it like she used to do with her mile runs in middle school. I asked her to demonstrate what a skip gallop was and she showed me this bizarre sidestepping gallop as if she had casts on her legs. I told her it seemed like a really inefficient way to run, but she insisted it always worked for her. Saturday was the, last, was the day of the w- race and right out of the gate, she utilized her skip gallop strategy. Two minutes in, I realized that she was already completely gassed. She started asking me to wait so we could walk together. I apologized, told her I loved her, and left her behind to finish the race. I ended up with a time of 26.43 beating my goal. After the race, I tried calling her, but she wouldn't pick up. When I made my way back to the car, I realized that she had left me. I took an Uber home, and wow. right when I walked in the door, I was met with cry shrieking about how I ditched her. I tried to calm her down and explain that she kind of brought it on herself, but she was not interested whatsoever. Yesterday, she gave me the silent treatment all day. Do I deserve what I'm getting here?
0: No. No, I, I, don't, I don't think you do look okay uh kiki and i were talking about this just a couple of days ago that she needs to work out and i can't right now it sucks i really do want to i every single time i walk by because she can tell you that the one thing that i stick to and love to is i love bench pressing a stack you know we have a 200 a 200 pound stack and i just love pressing the thing and i just go nuts pressing it but i'm not supposed to right now because I'm supposed to be calming my heart, lowering my blood rate, lowering my cholesterol, blah, 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 And, but she's, she's got to work out. How hypocritical would it be if, like, she sits there and gets into this great shape and I'm just like, and she's like, hey, I want to go to the gym and I want to go do this fun run and this hike and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to go with you. And then, then she goes to do it and then she's, like, just bored because she's got to wait for my fat wheezing, you know, ass to sit on every bench and grab every water that I can get my hands on the whole way through while, you know, just sucking the fun out of it for her. That's ridiculous. No, your girlfriend is, is a twat dude. Sorry. She absolutely is. She decided not to do it. She shouldn't have gone with you to the race period. She Mm -hmm. should have just been like, no, I'm not. I, I, you know what? I don't want to hold you back on the race. And if she did go to the race, She should have, you know, just been like, hey, you know what, go run ahead of me. I want you to get the best time you can. My only question is, how the hell did she beat you back to the car? Because she didn't finish. So she didn't even get halfway through, so she turned around and went back?
1: Yeah, she, he said five minutes in she got gassed and he was basically like, you know what, I love you, I'm going to go. And so she must have been like, wow, you're just going to leave me and then just took off
0: so you're just going to leave me, so I'm going to leave. Yeah, no. Your, your girlfriend's a twat, so sorry. She's selfish little little pup. You're not the a-hole.
1: <laughs> I agree. Um, she invited herself and then didn't train and then got mad that exactly what you said was going to happen, happened. I don't know what to tell her. She was way overconfident in the fact that her little skip-galloping routine mm-hmm. that she did, you know, wh- how how old did he say that she was? Um she's 31 and it worked in high school girly yeah (laughs) if she is not an early riser she hasn't done any of these things none of that yeah no it was not going to work for her Mm -hmm. from the beginning so yeah i i have no sympathy for her she can be as salty as she wants but she literally brought that upon herself she quite literally did you were already like hey i'm gonna go do this thing and she said oh my god i want to do it with you and you were like are you sure she said yeah i'll do it and then he said, okay, cool. Well, you're going to probably want to train with me. And she said, eh, no, nah, it's fine. And, you know, continued to push off actually going and training for it legitimately. And then when you tried mm-hmm. to get her and she finally got up to do it, she was miserable. And she thought that it was just going to whoop, whoop be fine. Like, this is a 5K we're talking about. This isn't a mile. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, ugh. No sympathy. No,
0: none at all. So I have a fun little review. Can I read this? So I just I'm looking at fun little reviews and one is the the Bic for Her medium ballpoint pen. And uh, so one of the reviews on here, (laughs) five stars says Bic and literally says, my husband never allowed me to write, as he doesn't want me touching men's pens. However, when I saw this product, I decided to buy it using my own pocket money. And so far, it has been fabulous. Once I, once I had learned to write, the feminine color and grip size, which is more suited for my delicate little hands, has enabled me to vent thoughts about about new recipes, sewing and gardening, my husband is less pleased with this product as he believes it will lead to more independence and he hates the feminine tingling sensation along with the visions of fairies and rainbows he gets whenever he picks it up. Five stars, great product.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, I also have some reviews. Go for it. Um, this, one, this one is hilarious to me. It is a Google Maps review on St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome. Are you ready? They told us it was going to be something like a museum, but it was literally a church and not a Christian church, rather a Catholic run. So as a good Christian, I felt almost sinful to be there. I took my family and left immediately. Zero stars. Wow. (laughs) Uh, This one is also great. Uh, One star. A bag of disappointment to teach children about life. There's nothing fun in this. The whistles don't work. The frisbees don't fly. The tops are too small for a child, and it has a keychain to taunt your child with the fact that no one trusts him with the keys. Okay. This one is also great. Five stars. Very small. At first, I thought the box was empty. It was hilariously not figure is roughly the size of a grain of rice I immediately lost it only to discover the local ant population had adopted it as their god they had built a structure around it that my wife described as anthage I disconcerted at the loss of so as, as such as an expensive and tiny toy but grateful the ants seem more fulfilled what's even ama- more amazing about it mm. it was a Lego ant man oh my gosh That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one's just great because history. Um, It's Ford's Theater. Two stars. Oh, God. From Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln (laughs) (laughs) was murdered here. Would not recommend. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Um, And then the last one I have is long. Okay. This is like. I wouldn't be surprised if you were just like, Oh my God, no, you're reading something I wrote because it's, it's literally a level of something that you would read. You would write, but I know it's not because you don't have this product. Okay. Um, five stars. Not sure what happens next. When my doorbell rung the other day, I knew right away that my order had arrived. I knew this only because no one ever visits me. That is unless they're delivering merchandise such as pizza or posters. My sister used to visit from time to time, but that's a long story. When I got to the door, I saw the delivery man running back to his nondescript vehicle. I didn't get a good look at his face because I was temporarily blinded due to the brightness of the sun, but he was nicely dressed and a faint odor of cigarette smoke hung in the air. As the man drove off, I removed the end cap from the tube which contained my poster. My ample olfactory sense must have been on high alert that day. The smell of fresh ink and cardboard was strong inside the poster tube, and it made me anxious to remove and inspect the contents. But first, I had to retreat back inside my recently remodeled basement office so that they couldn't see. The 45 second wait was worth it because my new poster almost exactly matched my old one, which was recently destroyed by an arsonist. The poster itself was a lot like me in the sense that it was wound really tight. Also, it was especially difficult to tack to a wall without curling on the corners and edges. It made me wonder how many years it spent locked up inside that cardboard tube. My typical plan of using four thumbtacks was out of the question, so I had to look for more. Always planning for the worst, I was able to locate four additional thumbtacks in my top left desk drawer. As I was putting in the seventh tack, my phone rang. I had to get in number eight before I let go of the poster because I was afraid the poster's tendency to curl would rip out the other tacks. I rushed to send that last tack home and didn't place it symmetrically to the others, but left it anyway because I didn't want an extra tack hole in my new poster. I should have taken my time. Every time I look at that poster now, I see my mistake and I feel my age and think that (laughs) 20 years ago, I would have had perfectly nailed that last tack and done it faster. I should have known right away that the poster was the reason for the phone call. I only say this because it had been 13 years since anyone had called me. You can call me naive because I attributed the phone call to coincidence. You may even call me stupid because in my former line of work, there were no coincidences. And even in retirement, you don't stop thinking that the active guys, especially after all that I've seen, and done over the years.
0: That is awesome. That is great. So I have one for the Knuckle Blaster 950,000 Volt Stun Gun. Oh my lord! Four stars. Amazing, but... <laughs> I purchased this after I was confronted by some punks demanding that I hand over my money. I'm a relatively fit guy, but I was no match for them. That is when I realized that I needed to protect myself. That day... At the day I'm sorry, the day after I bought this product, and I went to the very same Walmart parking lot when I, where I was first mugged. I approached the group of hooligans standing outside the entrance, concealing my secret weapon. I coolly asked, "Remember me?" One of them looked up and said, "Hey, have you come back to buy some some Samoas or Thin Mints?" Oh my God! My Girl Scout troop needs to raise money. I replied, "You're not taking my money this time." But, sir, they're delicious, she said. <laughs> I whipped out my knuckle blaster stun gun 950,000 volts hand and shouted, Wrong move, bitch! <laughs> the five Girl Scouts ran away screaming. I pounded myself, I pounded my chest in victory like a monkey, except I forgot that I had accidentally <laughs> activated the stun gun and applied 950,000 volts to my right nipple. I? <laughs> <laughs> I woke up four hours later to the sound of heavy footsteps. Those Girl Scouts had brought back their fathers, but I was ready. I lunged at the largest one with a cry. <laughs> <God damn. laughs> I'm trying with a cry of Raggle Fraggle <laughs> and it hit him in the stomach. He hit the ground harder than a fat kid on a jungle chimp. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, hold on. As the others began to circle around me, I changed techniques, holding both of my hands in tight fists. I raised my arms to my sides and initiated a helicopter spin. They all backed up, fearing my impressive RPMs. After a (laughs) while, I started getting dizzy, and one of the fathers decided to try to tackle me. As soon as he ran into me, I stood there, Dizzy and queasy, time was going really slow. Then I remembered I had eaten the lunch at Chipotle and the burrito was fighting its way back up my stomach. I turned towards my enemies and launched a stream of, Yeah, you got it from there. I grabbed my knuckle. <laughs> okay, then I started singing, Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh my god, let the bodies. I grabbed my knuckle. A blaster stun gun and shoved it into my mouth, running headfirst at my at my foes, electrocuting them with my teeth. Eventually, they were all unconscious, and I walked home victorious.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: Oh, I'm just gonna start doing this for all of my reviews. It's all good. <laughs> oh, what you got next?
1: I, I don't have anything okay next. no that's
0: totally fine i got one more for you and it's gonna be really hard to try to read do you want uh, me to read it oh uh, you know
1: what I'll, well, I'll give you a short
0: one for uh, for yes you know what yes and and yes i'm gonna send it to you here so it's this one right here let's see if i can do this because yeah there's no world where i'm gonna effectively be able to read this properly, so if I can just drag that over and send it over to you. There you go. <clears throat> Meanwhile, while you're getting that one set up, <coughs> excuse me, for uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, somebody left a movie review, gave it one star, said there are no wolves in this movie for The Wolf of Wall Street. Wow. So, But there's another one that I thought in here, well, I've got just got to scroll down to it. I know it's right there. Oh, come on. There it is. All right. HD, HD USB, wall charger, LED light up four port travel AC charger, uh, power adapter, charger hub with interchangeable um, uh, prongs. Five stars. My wife and I can now charge all of our devices simultaneously, so we no longer fight about that. Now we fight about is her crippling alcoholism and my unhealthy obsession with Dakota fanning five stars (laughs) okay Okay. all right you ready yeah and we're gonna end it on this one for sure go for it
1: so this is for uh haribo sugar-free gummy bears one star just don't unless it's a gift for someone you hate Oh, man. Words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The gummy bear cleanse. If you are someone that can tolerate the sugar substitute, enjoy. If you are like the dozens of people that tried my order, run. First of all, for taste, I would like to rate these a five. So good. Soft. True to taste flavors. Fruit. Like the sugary variety. I was a happy camper. But, or should I say, but with two teas. Not long after eating about 20 of these all hell broke loose. I had a gastrointestinal experience like nothing I've ever imagined. Cramps, sweating, bloating beyond my worst nightmare. I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish, and that was almost like a skip in the park compared to what I was go- what was going on inside me. Then came the uh flatulence. Heavens to what even is that? Murgatroy- murgatroyd? Murgatroyd? Mm-hmm. What, what is that?
0: Heavens to Murgatroyd, it was a saying for uh, from an old cartoon character.
1: Okay. The sounds, like trumpets calling the demons back to hell. The stench, like a thousand rotted corpses vomited. I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own odors. But wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. I swear my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting a torrential flood of toxic waste. 100% liquid, flammable liquid, napalm. It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond, as it was just beyond anything I could imagine possible. And it went on forever hours i felt violated when it was over which i think might have been sometime in the early morning of the next day there was stuff coming out of me that i ate in my <laughs> wedding in 2005 i had five pounds of these innocent looking delicious tasting hellbears so i told a friend about what happened to me thinking it had to be some type of sensitivity i had to the sugar substitute and in spite in spite of my warnings and graphic descriptions she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands <laughs> silly woman All of the same for her, and a phone call from her while on the toilet, because you kind of end up living in the bathroom for a spell, telling me she really wished she would have listened. I think she was crying... Her sister was skeptical and suspected that we were exaggerating. She took them to work since there was still 99% of a five pound bag left. She works for a construction company where there are builders, roofers, house painters, landscapers, etc. Lots of people who generally have limited access to toilets on a given day. I can't imagine where all these poor men and women pooped that day. I keep envisioning men on roofs crossing their legs and trying to decide if they can make it down the ladder or if they should just jump. If you order these, best of luck to you. And please don't post a video reviewing the aftershocks. P.S. When I ordered these, the warnings and disclaimers and legalese, legalese mm-hmm. were not posted. I'm not a moron. Also, not sure why so many people assume I'm a man. I am a woman. We poop too. Of course, <laughs> our poop sparkles and smells a bit like a walk in the middle of meadow of, some, of wildflowers. <sighs> Thanks all for the great comments. I've been enjoying reading them and so glad that the horror show I experienced from snacking on these has at least made some people smile.
0: It's awesome. I just, just, yeah, can't, can't help it. It's just great. Yeah. So.
1: Sugar-free things are not to be messed with. Sugar no. substitutes. Sugar alcohol substitutes. Not sugar substitutes. Splenda mm-hmm. is not going to do this to you. No. <laughs> but, yeah, don't if, – if it's got – what is what are they? Aspartame, a yep. and there's another one that's big. Oh, aspartame is what me. most people know of. Yeah. But, but there's another one
0: But you you also have – well, you have sucralose, you have aspartame, and you have uh, sugar alcohols. Which is the big ones which can be So many different things And you don't realize that there's so many Different things and for whatever reason No idea why they do what They do to you don't get me wrong I've been a victim Of this I got a what five Pound box of sugar free chocolate Toffees and I was so excited about this and I ate Probably You know half a pound in One sitting and uh, I'm Pretty sure that you know I crapped out a zip code. So, you know, it's uh, not anything to mess with for sure. So, but uh, we hope you enjoyed it and uh, hopefully we're, you know, going to be here tomorrow. You won't uh, have us murdered each other or anything like that. And we've got everything set up and check out our YouTube channel. We'll make sure that that link's down below as well as our link tree. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, this has been the Stupid Podcast on Everything. Tomorrow our format changes. We'll still be doing our mornings, but our afternoons are going to be us trying to have a little bit more fun and enjoying ourselves a little more. Because this does become a grind after some time, and we we don't want it to become a droll. And so with that, peace out with your peace out.
1: Bye.